0: The Gospel of Mark, chapter 7, verses 1 to 23. And I believe that's on page 1016 in uh, most of your Bibles. Mark chapter 7, verses 1 to 23. Now, when the Pharisees gathered to him with some of the scribes who had come from Jerusalem, they saw that some of his disciples ate with hands that were defiled, that is, unwashed. For the Pharisees and all the Jews do not eat unless they wash their hands, holding to the tradition of the elders. And when they come from the marketplace, they do not eat unless they wash as it is written, This people honors me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. In vain do they worship me, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. You leave the commandment of God and hold to the tradition of men. And he said to them, You have a fine way of rejecting the commandment of God in order to establish your tradition. Murder, adultery, coveting, wickedness, deceit, sensuality, envy, slander, pride, foolishness. All these evil things come from within, and they defile a person.
1: Thanks, Tyler. G'day, everyone. Nice to be with you this morning. Please keep your Bibles open at Mark 7. We're working our way through Mark's Gospel and uh, so let's ask for God's help. Let's pray and then let's see what God has to say this morning. Loving Heavenly Father, we thank you that you are so kind to us. We thank you that you speak to us and we thank you that your word is living and active. And so we pray this morning as we dig into your Bible that you would please speak again. Please help us to have ears that hear the truth that we might know you, our God and Saviour. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, what makes a person unacceptable to God? What makes you unable... To approach God. And what makes a person acceptable to God? What makes you able to approach God? People try to make themselves pleasing to God in all sorts of ways, don't they? Last week I was reading an article uh, called How to Make God Happy With You. And uh at the end of it, heaps of people posted their answers, which I thought were very interesting. I just had the top five here for you. What makes God happy with you? Number one, keep his holy laws. The best way to make God happy with you is to keep the rules. Keep the law. Number two, love others unconditionally. That is, if I love other people, then God will be happy with me. Number three, be happy yourself. If you're happy, then God's happy, we're all happy and it's all smiles. Number four, give God your heart. If I commit myself to God, give him my heart, then he's happy with me. And number five, which is my favourite because it's so dumb, how to make God happy with you, sacrifice a thousand virgins to him. I think that was a joke one, what do you think? I don't think that's going to work. Now, did you notice all of those top five have something in common? Did anyone see what, what it is? What, what do they all have in common? It's what you do that makes you acceptable to God. I do this and then God will be happy with me. Uh, I fulfil a certain criteria and then tick the box and uh, God is accepting me. But is that the way it works? This morning we're going to answer two questions, what makes a person acceptable to God and what makes a person unacceptable to God and we're going to have a look at two sets of answers, the religious answer and the Jesus answer. The religious answer is all about what you do and the Jesus answer is about what he has already done. The religious answer exposes all our hearts and the Jesus answer Changes our hearts. So let's have a look at Mark 7, see what God says. The first thing we see, hoping the PowerPoint's going to work this morning. There we go. Human religion will not make you acceptable to God. Have a look there from verse 7. Human religion will not make you acceptable to God. So the super religious guys come to Jesus now, the Pharisees, the scribes. They've come from Jerusalem and straight away they see there's a problem. Did you see? Verse 2. His disciples ate with hands that were defiled, that is, unwashed. Now, for us, that's not a big deal, is it? My kids, I try and tell them, go and wash your hands before dinner. But do you think they do it? No, and do you think I keep them to it? No. For us, it's a matter of hygiene and that's pretty gross when you come to the Malcolm household, just watch out for the kids. But for the Jews, it was a big deal, wasn't it? It wasn't just about washing your hands. It was about ritual cleanliness. And we don't get it because we're not Jews. We're Gentiles. That's everything, everyone who's not a Jew. We don't get it. And so Mark tells us and the non-Jewish readers that he's writing to, what does this all mean? Why are they getting upset? Have a look there from verse 3. For the Pharisees and all the Jews do not eat unless they wash their hands, holding to the tradition of the elders. When they come from the marketplace, they do not eat unless they wash. There are many other traditions they observe, such as washing of cups, pots, copper vessels, and dining couches. So these super religious guys don't eat unless they ceremonially wash their hands. If they come from the marketplace which is full of stinking Gentiles like you and me, then they need to wash too. And they even wash the stuff that they eat and drink with, the cups and the copper thingos and the vessels and all that. They have a a whole system of washing and they even wash the thing they lie down on, the dining couch. Now, this is some serious cleaning, right? But it's not just washing dirt off. It's how they come to God. God. It's how they become acceptable to him and it's all about keeping the rules. Did you see the tradition of the elders? Human tradition. Now, two things to note. Firstly, this is a massive move from the Old Testament. It's a move on. Remember the Pharisees in the Bible and the scribes, they're the Old Testament experts. They know it back to front. But what had happened is that they had added and added more rules, more law, to it. So if you actually know your Old Testament, in the Old Testament only the priests were supposed to wash when they came to the tabernacle and apart from that the only time you washed your hands was if you came in contact with some bodily discharge but what happened was Judaism had progressed and progressed and progressed as they come in contact with the Gentile world and they would added and added and added to keep the purity. We must be clean, we must be separate You see what they're doing? That's the way they make themselves acceptable to God. That's the first thing. The second thing then is that this washing is holding to, to, to tradition. It's literally maintaining the handed down oral tradition of the elders. They're keeping the rules of people, aren't they? As if they're from God. It's a huge move away from God's word. And so that, with that in the background, uh, the Pharisees and the scribes asked Jesus the obvious question. What's going on? Why don't your disciples do the same thing? Why aren't they keeping the tradition? And Jesus hits it hard. Did you see? He exposes human religion. Have a look there from verse 6. What does he say to them? And he said to them, Well did Isaiah prophesy of you hypocrites, as it is written, this people honours me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. In vain do, you, do they worship me, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. You leave the commandments of God and hold to the traditions of men. So you see what Jesus is saying about human religion. It's just like Isaiah said, I was a prophet in the Old Testament. He had already said this is going to happen and he uses that word hypocrites. Now that was from the Greek theatre and a hypocrite was a person who put a mask on, pretending to be someone that they're not. So he's saying, you're putting a mask on with your washing, with your keeping the rules. You're putting a mask on. It's someone who acts a role with no sincerity. It's pretending, it's faking it. See what Jesus is doing? He's exposing human hearts. He says three things about human tradition. Let's quickly rip through them. Firstly, it's outward, not inward. What does he say? This people honours me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. It's lip service. It's saying, I love God, but actually I don't. It's acting like putting the mask on. Yes. I'm a good religious boy. I'm a good Christian. But actually what's going on inside you is different. That's the first thing. It's outward, not inward. Secondly, it's vain worship. You see that verse 7? In vain do they worship me. That's what happens when you say one thing and actually what's going on inside you is completely different. I say, I love God, but actually no, I don't. It's vain. It's without. What that means is without power. There's no purpose. They honour God with their what they say, but their inner being does not. That's vain worship. So, for human tradition, outward not inward, vain worship, and big one. It treats the words of humans as if they are the words of God. Did you see that? What does Jesus say? You're teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. Doctrines is what God says. Commandments of men is what people say. So they've taken what humans say and put it where God's word is. And Jesus put the screws in here. Have a look there. Verse 8. You leave the commandment of God and hold to the tradition of men. Verse 9. You have a fine way of rejecting the commandment of God in order to establish your own tradition. Now, did you see what they're doing? They leave the words of God. They reject the words of God and they hold to and establish their own traditions. But more than that, the the uh, thrust of this is continuing to do it. They don't just leave them and hold to something else. They continue to leave God's word and continue to hold to the traditions of man. It's a continuous lifestyle. It's fake religion. And I don't know if you are wondering about this Corban thing. Jesus now um, gives us a little uh, example of how they do it. Maybe you're wondering, what is this core Corban? So, actually, it's just an example of how they've moved from God's word to human tradition. So, what does Jesus say? He says, God's law says, Moses says honour your father and mother, but you say, if a man tells his parents, oh, I was going to serve you and honour you, but what that that service and honour I was going to give you, that's core ban now, which just means it's given to God. You see what he's saying? So you're going, well, you know, I mum and dad, I was going to keep the what God says, I was going to honour you. But, you know, all that service that I was going to do, I've dedicated to the Lord and so now I don't have to do it. Do you see what they're doing? They're twisting the law so they can get out of it, replacing it with the words of man. And Jesus just says, you're making void the word of God. Does that sound like a good thing? You're making void the word of God by your own tradition, handed down. Human religion will not make you acceptable to God. It's outward, not inward. It's vain worship and it treats the words of humans as if they're the words of God. So, I don't know if you've heard, well, most people know what placebo is, right? That's what human religion is like. It's like a placebo. Um, When I was young, I used to scrape my knee quite a lot, you know, playing stuff, as boys do grazes all over the place. But turns out my mum had magic powder. And every time I would gash my knee or whatever, the magic powder would come out. And she'd just kind of put stuff on it and the magic powder would make it all better. But turns out the magic powder was talcum. And it didn't do anything. But I thought it did. That's placebo. Placebo is something that has no power in and of itself, making you think it does, making you happy. That's what religion does. Look at my hands. I feel so good now. They're all clean. Hey, I kept the rules. I feel good now. makes you feel good, but it doesn't do anything. It's placebo. So, let's come back to our big question. We've got human religion will not make you acceptable to God. So, the religious answer to our questions are, what makes us unacceptable to God? Breaking the human tradition. You break the rules, you're not acceptable to God. What makes us acceptable to God? Religious answer, keeping the human tradition. If you keep the rules... God will be happy with you. That's the religious answer. If you think that, you're not Christian. You're religious. So, here's the question. What are you holding on to? Are you holding on to deep in your heart the rules to make God pleased with you? Are you trying to keep the rules? Then God will accept me. So what are some rules? Well, there's I'm a good Aussie rules. You know what I'm a good Aussie rules are, don't you? There. Look after your mate. Kind of, don't hurt other people and be a, an okay guy. But, you know, you can do whatever you want really, but just make sure you're not hurting too many people too much. Oh, what about I'm a good Christian rules? Now we're getting it. Well, I go to church when I can. I, I give 10% when I can and it makes me feel like I'm, God is pleased with me. That's keeping the rules. That's religion. Jesus says, no, human religion is not going to make you acceptable to God. He will. So now he turns the screws up in the second half and we see that we are unacceptably to God because of our sinful hearts. Have a look there at verse 14. So he calls all the people to himself and he says, hear me, which is another declaration like in the Old Testament where they said, hear the Lord. Hear all of you and understand this. There is nothing outside a person that by going into him can defile him. But the things that come out of a person are what? Defile him. So what's the Jesus answer? What makes you undefiled? What makes you... Unacceptable to God. Is it keeping the rules? No. It's deeper than that. It's in your heart. Remember the context here is Jewish tradition, especially unclean food and unclean person washing. And he's saying, washing your hands, keeping the rules will not make you acceptable or unacceptable. Breaking the rules isn't going to make you unacceptable. It's deeper than that. It comes inside you. So Jesus leaves it at that with the crowd and then he goes, tells his disciples like he often does a bit more. Have a look there at verse 18. They entered the house and left the people and his disciples asked him about the parable. And he said to them, Then he also without understanding, did you not see that whatever goes into a person from outside cannot defile him since it enters not his heart? But his stomach and his expels literally go to the toilet. Thus he made all foods clean, and he said, "What comes out of a person is what defiles him." So there's the Jesus answer. The Jesus answer: What makes us unacceptable to God? It's our sinful hearts. It's inside us. Have you ever had an apple, grabbed an apple out of the fridge? I love apples, right? Oh, I'm an apple Nazi. If they're not crunchy, they get in the bin. And sometimes when I grab an apple and it looks shiny and nice, and oh, juicy, beautiful, crunchy apple, and I bite into that thing and there's gross, rotten, stinky stuff inside of it. And you go, oh, man. And that's what we're talking about here shiny, nice on the outside, but rotten in the middle. We are unacceptable because, to God because of our sinful hearts. And you might be thinking, man, this is, this is a bit harsh. You know, I came to church, I want a happy story here. We're going to get to that in a minute. But you might even be thinking, yeah, stick it to them, those sinful guys. Man, they're, yeah, they're rotten. Have a look at verse 21. Jesus says, here's the problem. For within you, out of the heart of a person comes evil thoughts, sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery and we're going, yes, those guys are bad. They're like, yeah, Matt, they like, they look alright on the outside but they're rotten in the middle. And it keeps going. Coveting, wickedness, deceit, sensuality and you think, mm, no, I don't think that's me. And then you keep listening. Envy, slander, Pride? Foolishness? Uh Uh-oh. He's got us, hasn't he? That's us. I'm in that boat. You're in that boat. We're like rotten apples, shiny on the outside. I can can put it fake it. I can be okay for a while. But the inside is the problem. And guess what? You can't solve it. By washing your hands. You can't solve it by doing some good things or keeping some rules. You've got to be clean from the inside out. We need someone to clean us from the inside out and that's the story of Jesus, isn't it? What makes us acceptable to God? Only the atoning sacrifice of Jesus on the cross. That's the only one. Jesus gives us the answer. The next little story that we didn't have read and you don't have to flick there, Jesus gives us a sneak peek into how it works. Did you see? He heals a Gentile woman's daughter and she's got an unclean spirit and we're told specifically that she's a Gentile from Syrophoenicia, which you know, means not much to us, but in the context it means a lot. See, not only does Jesus... Clean this lady's daughter from the inside out, but he breaks the tradition to do it, doesn't he? He breaks the tradition. He's supposed to not be in contact with any Gentiles, but do you see what Jesus is doing? He's giving us a little sneak peek into how it works. Jesus cleans people from the inside out. But this is just a precursor, isn't it? it's just a little taster to when we skip along to the climax of Mark's Gospel in Mark 15 and we see this same Jesus who exposes sin and says, you are not going to be right with God by keeping some rules. Actually, it's in your heart. That's the problem. And you see that same Jesus hanging on a cross. And what happens? Darkness comes over the whole world. What else? He shouts, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And what else happens? The the temple curtain, which separated people from God, rips in two from top to bottom. And what's happening here? It's a supernatural act of cleansing of hearts, of your heart, of my heart. The once for all cleansing event of history is at the cross. Keeping rules is not going to make you right with God. Cleaning the outside of the apple won't make the inside any less rotten. The Son of God hangs on the cross, taking the punishment for sin, wiping it out. Romans 3 says that God put Jesus forward as a sacrifice of atonement A propitiation which is just a big word to say he takes away the anger of God for your sin. So, how do we get our sinful hearts clean? We can't. But Jesus can. He cleanses us through the death, his death on the cross. Washing your hands is not going to do it. Keeping the rules is not going to do it. You can take a placebo pill whenever you want. You can throw some magic powder on your sore knee. You can do some good things and it will make you feel good. But it won't make you right with God. Only Jesus will do that. The only way to be made clean, the only way to be made acceptable is through the atoning death of Jesus on the cross. So here we go. Let's finish up. If you're not a Christian yet, thanks for coming to church. Wow, it's hard to get to church when you're not Christian. I remember my mum used to drag me to church. If you're not yet a Christian, this means your heart is not yet washed clean. You need to come to Jesus on the cross and be cleansed. Washing your hands will not make you clean. Keeping the rules will not make you clean or acceptable to God. Only the cross will do that. So, come to Jesus in the cross. What if you're Christian? Most of us here are Christian. Do you see what this means for you? Your heart is clean already. So, stop trying to be acceptable to God by keeping the rules. Do you see how we do that? We come to the cross and we realise Jesus forgives our sins but then we live each day as if God is more pleased with us when we keep the rules. He's not more pleased with you because you keep the rules. He's already completely happy and pleased with you because of the death of Jesus. And so do you see what that means for you as a Christian? It gives you assurance, it gives you confidence, it gives you freedom in Jesus to go out there and now obey him. A washed heart will now want to obey Jesus. Obeying Jesus will never wash your heart. So stop relying on your goodness. You're not that good. But Jesus is. He is happy. Jesus is the way that cleanses you. So listen to this. We need to hear this regularly. God is happy with you. Because of Jesus. If you're Christian, your heart is already cleansed. So keep coming back to him. I think the most practical thing that someone told me was to just tell yourself about the cross every day. That was the most helpful thing someone told me. You keep Every day a human will go back to the fault of wanting to keep the rules to make God happy with us. That's just what we do. We grow up like that. You do the right thing, little Johnny, you get a reward. But it's not the way it works with God. God is pleased with you through the death of Jesus. The only way, if you're Christian, to continue to grow is to keep coming back to the cross. God is happy with you. So it's placebo or cure here. You can live your life with the magic powder putting it on the sauce. You can try to polish the rotten apple and it will look good for a little while but we need a heart change. Human religion will not make you acceptable to God. Keeping the rules won't do it. We're unacceptable because of our sinful hearts and the only way To change that is to come to the atoning sacrifice of Jesus and be cleansed from the inside out. Let me pray. Loving Heavenly Father, we want to acknowledge that we are sinners. We want to acknowledge this morning that we often rely on doing good things and think that somehow that makes us acceptable to you. Please forgive us, Lord. Please help us to come back to the cross and see that you wash our sinful hearts clean. Thank you that you are happy with us because of Jesus. Amen.